Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Journey to Conquer. My name's Emma Jackson, and each week I'll be having a conversation with somebody who's taken part in our Cape York Walk for Mental Health Awareness, Conquer the Corrugations. I'll have a conversation with somebody who's keen to share their personal story. It may be a journey of hope, of inspiration. I hope you enjoy the episode this week. To get me away from feeling like I'm misunderstood. Welcome to episode two. This week I'm going to be talking to Emma Stikovich, who lives up in Weepa. Emma, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. How are you coping up in Weepa with the whole coronavirus um, shutdown? Um, it's rather boring because we're not allowed to leave the house and go fishing and do the stuff we used to do. But as long as everyone is healthy and out there, we've got to make personal sacrifices so everyone is healthy and happy. And you're, you work, you're working full-time, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I work full-time as well. So I do get out of the house a little bit. Um, I feel rather so- sorry for my poor dad. He can't really leave the house at the moment. Well, thank you for coming on to um, A Journey to Conquer. Uh, yes, you've, have you heard the podcast that we, that we carried out with Craig last week? Yes, yes, I have. So, Emma, we'll start with a bit of your background. So, where, where are you from? Where do you live? Tell us a bit about yourself. I'm originally from New South Wales. Uh, I've grown up in the bush my entire life until I moved to Weeper six, seven years ago. I've never really lived in town. I've always been on like stations and farms and stuff. Um, I also have bipolar, so I grew up struggling with my own mental health. And um, I'm very lucky to have the family I have because they have been very supportive of me and my life. And yeah, at the moment, I currently live and work in Weber Cape York. With um, I live with my mum and my dad, and I work for a company called Sodexo. Awesome. And you did Conquer. Tell me a bit about how many Conquer the Corrugation walks you've done and what, what triggered you to, to do the first walk that you took part in, please, Em. Well, I've done Conquer three years in a row, and I've loved it every year. The first year I did it, was because um, a friend of mine in New South Wales had taken her life the year before. The first conquer, I wasn't really prepared for it. I didn't know what it was about. Like, yeah, I got in all the information, but I didn't know in my mind what it was all about. And I ended up getting um, medicked out because my the whole bottom of my feet were just covered in blisters. But it was such an amazing experience. Like, I met so many amazing people and... I just had to go back the next year. And then the next year I was in the next year in February, I was actually put into hospital for trying to commit suicide. And the thing that got me through that is knowing that at the end of the year, I would be going back and seeing all my friends at Conquer. Um, that year I walked the whole way through it and I just can't explain how amazing of an experience it is. And the walk it, is amazing because you're like oh I just did the 42 kilometers or whatever but the most important thing is the people you meet uh every year I've gone back I have met the same same people and new faces that I've gone that I've met before 
and because of the same people I'd like to think that they're now family like um Craig and his family if I message them they'd be there to talk to me the same as you same as Shelley like there's so many people there that you make friends with and you know because the walk is such an open place you can say anything you want talk about anything you've had happen to you and no one's going to judge you and because of that you have the courage to talk to these people that you don't really know and share stories and experiences and really build your own support network through that build their support network too and the walk is all about helping each other through adversities and time of struggles it is absolutely emma and you've had quite a road so you've done three conquer the corrugations and that first year having lost a friend to suicide um and then you took part in the walk in that october and then you said the following february you tried to take your own life do you feel comfortable talking a bit about that yeah i do there's going to be people listening to this podcast emma who who have been in dark places and there may be people listening to this who are facing their own demons so what pulled you through so you know, March and April, May would have been a really tough time for you. So what got you through that? What kept you going? My friends and my family. Um, I'd like the big thing, going back to work, the big thing that helped me is my mum. Grow, growing up with mental illness, my mum found it, my dad understood it a lot more, but my mum found it a real struggle. Not like we've always been close, but she found it a real struggle accepting and understanding my mental illness. And that first conquer the corrugation because it was just me and her for the entire week on. And we got to talk about things that we ha- have never really touched on before. It made it very easy when it got to that next February because my mum was a lot more understanding and we were a lot closer. In having mental illness it, and struggling with it, for the whole majority of my life it has made me a lot more resilient so if something really hits me I can bounce back a little bit better but times like that it is your friends it is your family it's the determination you have and I found that through my determination I have found outlets like I love reading I love art I love doing exercise I love animals like I love horses I love cattle I love my my dog and I have such amazing friends it has just brought me through all the hard times in my life and don't get me wrong like there's still times and I wake up in the morning going oh my god I wish I just didn't never woke up again but I just gotta sit there and think there's something good coming around the corner like at the moment with all this coronavirus not being allowed out and all of that I've just got to think that well, hopefully by the end of the year when Conquer starts again, it'll be over and we can go back and meet all those amazing people and having this amazing life. And when I'm in that dark place when my friend took her own life, how much it actually hurt me. My other friends that she'd gone, my friends and I who were friends with her didn't sleep for about four days because every time we closed our eyes, we'd dream of her. It's hard knowing that I can't just pick my phone up and call my friend like I used to it is also very difficult because we live with the guilt that maybe if someone had been there to talk to her she might not have taken her own life I just got to think about that sort of also when I get in my dark times how many people are going to hurt because I'm gone 
how many people are going to feel guilty that they weren't there for me and I don't want other people to go through that pain like I've said there's always a positive side to every dark side having mental illness does make it a bit more difficult for people to deal with you sometimes so you find that the friendships you have they last longer and they're more meaningful because the people who are willing to go through all that hard with hard stuff with you are actually there because they really care about you and they're going to stick with you till the end. Mm, Absolutely. That's exactly right. When you go through it yourself, it's not easier to understand, but it's, but you, but you do, a part of you understands um, what the outcomes could be for everybody else. Emma, do you think you've got a choice? Do you think it comes down to choice around how you feel? It is not at all because I've, I don't know how many times I've been told by people, you just need to change the way you think and you will be better. And I've just looked at them and said, well, said in my mind because I, I, I never said it out loud, so don't, these people believe they're helping me and I don't want to hurt their feelings. Um, do you think I would choose to be this way? Like I get a lot of social anxiety. If anyone has ever met me, they know, know I can talk the hind legs off a donkey. Like I'm very forward very talking. I can talk anywhere, but if I'm in a social setting, I I struggle a lot. That's why I also struggle making friends because sometimes I say things and I don't realize they could hurt someone else. Like, or I say things and people don't understand what I'm saying. And I tend to read people's emotions in extremity. Someone could just be having a flat day, like not that. And all of a sudden I'll start thinking, oh my God, they hate me so much. They don't like me. And I'll be in this negative mind zone where I think I'm isolated and I have no friends and it is extremely difficult, especially living in society today. We're all super connected. We're all super, super close as people because of social media and I I now live and work in town. It is extremely hard to live with the mindset that I have to live with every day because I can go to work and have the best day laughing, being happy and working with the team I I work with. But then the next day something could just trigger me, like one of the boys look at me weird or one of the girls look at me weird and I'll spend the whole day trying not to cry. So do you think talking about this is a strategy to help you? I think it is. Talking is an amazing outlet. Everyone should find their own outlet. So... As you would know, Emma, I've sent you photos in the past of drawings or pieces of art I have done, which is basically just about everything I've gone through. Like I do do the fun bubbly up, but a lot of my personal drawings are about what I see in my head and the demons I deal with. How we feel isn't a choice. It's how we deal with it that is a choice. And I believe everyone does have the choice whether they want to talk, whether they don't want to talk. Talking is such an because every time I do a drawing, I get halfway through it and I send it to all my friends, including you. And, and I talk about how it made me feel drawing it and what your opinions was, uh, what your opinions were, sorry, and how I could make that drawing a little better or I could bring my mood through it a bit more. It is very important to talk, but in other ways it is also very important to find an outlet. It could be exercising, it could be writing, it could be drawing. Absolutely. And, and Emma, having met you on the first walk that, that first year, um, which was nearly four years ago, 
Tell me a bit about your journey over those four years. So you come across now strong, confident, your self-awareness is, is there. Um, your strategies are in place to deal with, with the demons that you've felt, you know, you've had to deal with over a long period of time. Tell me about the conquer journey for you. So from when you first did the walk to where you've got to today and, and what, what the walk's done for you. It's the people I meet that have done it. But the walk itself has shown me that I can, accom- can accomplish things if I put my mind to it. That first year that I did it, um, I was so devastated that I got basically sent out after like 15 kilometres. And I felt failure because I couldn't complete it. When the next year came, I was so determined to complete it. And I did not care what was happening. I was going to complete it to show myself I could do it. It has made me such a strong person knowing that I can do that. It was an, an amazing goal of mine to complete it and to finish it. Last year, I set myself a better time li- limit. I smashed the goal of doing it in a better time limit. It is just, and it has made me so much more confident in myself and being able to talk to people. Um, during the walk, you might not walk at the same pace as the person you started out walking with. Then you might end up with someone you've never met in your life before. Instead of, you know, tiptoeing on eggshells and having pleasant how's the weather conversations as you would if you met in a normal environment, the walk, you can just instantly go in and be like, well, this is what I've gone through. What have you gone through? And draw from each other's strength to make it better so every year I completed or every year I I've attended it has made me a more resilient a stronger more empathetic more caring person than I was before thanks Emma that, that's really good feedback um as one of the organizers of the walk to hear that watching you the second year and the third year and that determination and drive and it was pretty inspirational Emma, I guess um, before we just wrap this up, is there anything else that you'd like to share to any of our listeners who might be struggling because of isolation? Isolation with mental health challenges is, is tough, but isolation, mental health challenges with further social isolation and with other people dealing with their own maybe employment issues, family issues, whatever the coronavirus is has created for them do you have anything else that you could share any tips strategies anything else one of the big things I'm gonna say is find something to occupy your time something that means something to you like like I've said before I love drawing I'm gonna be spending a lot of time drawing or reading it is also important in a time with isolation to check on each other to pick up the phone to have that hours conversation even if it's with the person who lives down the street on the next station over from you um, it is very important that we are empathetic and caring in a time like this because with everything that's going on, it is a time of fear and a time of uncertainty. And that is not a very good way to be living, and especially people with mental illnesses. People with mental illnesses sometimes are too scared to reach out, too, to- um, too scared to talk, but we've just got to let them know we're here for them reach out to them to make sure they're okay. And to the people who suffer with mental illness like I do, you need to know you are not alone in this. Everyone is here. 
everyone is here for you and there are many people in this world who love you. In this time, we need to pull together as as a human society and be kind to each other. Remember, we're not alone. You have, most people have phones these days. Most people have social media. Pick up the phone, get on Facebook, contact someone, a friend to talk to and you will feel so much better. Everyone should know Emma is one of the most amazing people I've ever met. You could like literally pick the phone up and call her and just start crying down the phone to her and she'll sit there and listen. Generally, when you've expressed how you feel, you feel so much better after it. Just reach out, reach out to to anyone feeling like this. Find that other, the other thing you like to do to, to let out your emotions, whether it be go for a run or watch a movie, any way you can connect or find that song you love listening to because it's very important during this time we look after our own mental health as much as we look after our physical health. I mean, you absolutely nailed it. I I think your rap was spot on. All those tools, those strategies, your advice, and it comes with so much value because of your journey and, and what you've shared around your challenges. So thank you so much for sharing and, and thank you for opening up around you know, your personal your personal journey. That's exactly what we want um, a journey to conquer to be. Emma, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, you look after yourself yep. and you have a fantastic Easter. Yes, you too. Thank you so much, Emma. You take care and have a great day. Thank you, Emma. Have a happy Easter and thank you for interviewing. Thank you for listening to another episode. My name is Emma Jackson and this is A Journey to Conquer. Take care.